You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99, The Comedy Cellar. Uh, we're at the backstage, uh, we're at the back table of The Comedy Cellar. My name is Noam Dwarman. I'm the owner of The Comedy Cellar. I'm going to turn it over to... My co-host, my nemesis, Mr. Dan Natterman, to make the introductions. Go ahead, Dan. We have with us today uh, Noam, uh, Ryan Hamilton. Just uh, He just completed his uh, Netflix Hour special, or it just aired, I should say. Yeah, it just was released. To uh, rave reviews, at least according to my highly biased Facebook feed. <laughs> but remember, all my Facebook friends are comedians That's that right. love Ryan Hamilton. Yeah. So they have nothing but good things to say. I haven't seen it yet, but we'll talk about. Do, the doesn't special. Netflix rate like get star? Uh, they have a star thing. Yeah, they have a star thing. I think. I don't Thanks. know. Oh, go ahead. Finish the introductions. Though. Well, um, well, we hope it gets five stars. How, whatever the system is, I assume it's one to five. The standard I took one a to peak. five system. I took a peak. It's get, it's around four and five. It's That's getting four and five. That's pretty good. Yeah. We also have with us, Cat. Uh, or well, when I met her, she was Cat Tim, mm-hmm. but now she's become classy. And now she thinks she's the Queen of England. No. And it's Catherine Tim. Sometimes Catherine. But now I'm going back into Cat, so I'm kind of figuring it out. It's a bit of an identity crisis that I'm having right now. Okay, well, uh, I know her as Cat. I'm going to call her Cat. And if you're a fan of Fox News, you certainly recognize that that husky um, (laughs) voice of hers. She is a regular on Fox News specialist. And prior to that, I believe she was on the Greg Gutfeld show. I still am on the Greg Gutfeld show. Okay. So, yeah. So. She's a self-described libertarian. Yes. I think that means you want government to get the hell out of your life as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I also, s- like, anti-war and, like, uh, you know, I, I think immigration's great. I love immigrants, more immigrants. Oh, you're uh, for open borders. Yeah, m- yeah. It's not, like, completely open, obviously, but it's uh, people like Ted Cruz, I feel like, hijack the libertarian label, but they're just, like, not libertarians. They just don't want to be called Republicans. I'm, oh. like, pro-choice, yeah, like, all a, that w- stuff. It is a word I've been hearing a lot more these days than I used to, libertarian, but I don't know if... Um, if that's just because I see it on Facebook more often. By the way, I, uh, uh, before we get to any of that, uh, it's official. Uh, our long, uh, our, our regular viewers, our listeners, know that we've been talking about opening up a comedy cellar room in Vegas. Uh, it was a possibility. Then it was a probability. Well, now it is a certainty, barring a nuclear holocaust or asteroid strike. There will be a comedy cellar room cool. in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the Rio Hotel Casino. That's off the Strip, near the Strip. Noam, you look—you have a weird look on your face. No, I was trying to think if there's a word with an illity at the end of it that you could have used. Like, and <laughs> then just think that was supposed to go. It was a possibility. That was a probability, and now it's, it's certain. Like, right. like you, 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 you were setting up. There's a, a certain uh, certainability. It was a certainability. It's a certainability. There will be a room in Vegas. I know him was trepidatious. I'm not sure that's a word either. Yes, that's a word. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's too late now because the paperwork is signed, and we will all sink or swim together. But obviously, Noam has well, I, a lot know, more at stake than we do. We're just going to go it, play it, there. You know, it, it, I'm so nervous about it. And on top of that, I signed, I literally, you know, you can docu-sign yeah. documents now on, the, on your, it doesn't it's even scary, feel like you're right? signing anything. Yeah. So I'm doing this while I'm being prepped for a vasectomy. 
<laughs> which is already a, an emotionally difficult thing. It's too thing. much at once. And, and the human body is like this. Like, I remember one time I got 107, 107 uh, temperature when I was in high school. Whoa. And I was playing this Paul McCartney and Wings album during that time. And after, the, after I recovered, I could never listen to that record again. Like, yeah. for whatever reason, it was associated. So now this deal, on top of all the trepidation, the, the, yeah. whatever, all, all the... Trepidacity. All, all the trepidacity. <laughs> a trepidacity, yeah, that I had about it is now associated with all the nervousness of this vasectomy. Oh. And I'm sure that's just compounding it. Now every time you get a vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> but, so every time I think about the the uh, the room in Vegas, I immediately think about the, the vasectomy. Right. Well, that'll be fun. And the, the vasectomy is horrible. Really? Yeah. And, and Oh, really? Yeah. I, they say it's so simple, but it's... I, I, well, I mean, it is simple. But it's not, it's not fun, for sure. Well, it's... it's it's, you don't feel it, but they don't put you to sleep. Just the first of all, they don't put you to sleep. Yeah, that's weird. So, but you don't feel it. The recovery process is painful and upsetting. My doctor was fantastic, but he, my doctor is a is a Af- African American. I'm a black urologist. I've had him for a while, but I never really got to know him. But during this process, while he's literally has, forgive me, I know, he has his fingers like literally inside your scrotum, like they, they're really right. operating on you. Yeah. He starts to talk about politics. Oh. So wouldn't now, that help though? Like, wouldn't that help? Well, except they're that. trying to make you not think about that. <laughs> yes. But, so he kind of asked me what I thought about going uh. out of Charlottesville. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm such a jackass. Like, I'm telling, you know, I don't think the Confederate flag, and they should leave these Robert Lee sets. I'm like, <laughs> And he's like, yeah, and then I smell the burning flesh of cauterized, you know, vast deference. So it was literally a scene right out of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I'm exaggerating a little bit because actually he was, I think we agreed on most things. And I didn't say anything. But afterwards, I said, what the hell is the matter with me? Like, don't you know when to shut up, when? Right. And then I tried to take pride in it. Like, well, you know, I really don't see color. Like, people say they don't see color. Like, first of all, I had a black urologist, so that's already not seeing color. But then... He's talking about politics while he's giving me a vasectomy. Right. And I'm talking... It's a pretty good test. Yeah. yeah. Sh- should have just called a friend. Whenever I even get blood drawn or anything, I'll, like, call my friend. Just Did called you- your friend while you're getting a vasectomy. Oh, so you didn't have to deal with that. Well, yeah, I, I should have. Yeah. But then, but like, but sometimes maybe you should see color. Like maybe, maybe the proper, maybe the liberals are right. Like maybe you need to see color because that was really risky to talk about Charlottesville with my, he's from South Carolina. You're telling me stories about the Klan when he was a kid and stuff like that. And anyway, so that, that was my whole thing. So it's all one big lump, Dan. Yeah, that's a lot. I don't know if, by the way, with regard to Vegas, I don't know what you're planning to pay. I, there was a number that was, that was there was a number that was thrown around. Let's get right to that. Are, are you Jewish? No. no uh, you, well, I know what up. you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I can read non-Jewish minds. Look at that face. That's no Jew. Polish um, Catholic. Um, uh, I really know what you're thinking. Left Catholic. Um, no, I'm saying I don't know if you can get Ryan for the numbers that I heard you bandy about. Now that he's a you were the one who gave me the numbers. No, I gave you a number, and and then you. Then I heard another number that was less than the number that I gave you. Um, what was the number that you... That you I, I suggested 3500 for the week. You suggested 2500 yes, yeah. I don't know that Ryan would go out there for 2500 especially now that he's a Netflix star. Well, what, what, we, the other option... Now, you might want to pay different people different amounts. Yeah, and we have to... We have to pay people different amounts and they have to keep it a secret or... That's going to uh, be tough to do. <laughs> Ryan will keep a secret. Ryan is one of the few. Actually, Ryan, not only would keep a secret, but he would also turn it down because he wouldn't think it was right. Yes. But, <laughs> but having said that, we have the ability to collapse two spots. Like, I want to have four comedians and, a, and an MC. Okay. But maybe for someone who has a draw, 
We could have three comedians and MC, and then someone could have a double share. Do like a they would do share. more time. They would do more time, which I don't think the comedians care one way or another about doing more time, but they would right. they, but to warrant them traveling out there. I, I mean, I imagine that for a comedian, it's all about how much money they would have made otherwise. I don't know. Well, it's you also know, how much it, money we feel we can get out of Noam Dorman. But that's always the case in a negotiation. Now, I, I'm willing to tie my, my fee uh, to the, the, uh, the number of people in the audience so that you would say, okay, well, Dan, if there's 1,000 people that paying customers that week, you get this. If there's 2,000, you get that. I'm willing to take that risk with you. Okay. Uh, now, I can't speak for everybody. I don't, it's, I don't know how we're going to do it. I know yeah. that the other clubs in Vegas have horrible lineups, like, like people that, with, with rare exception... Would never get on here. Would never, would never ever, do ever get on here. So that's scary because maybe that's what they feel they the only the only communities they think they can afford. Because yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know uh, if they could get better, they would, right? I, I don't know. There's a lot of unknowns, and we'll see. And it's your money, thankfully, not mine. But then again, you'll you'll profit bigly I think if, it, I, if it works. I'm really feeling like everything that took place that day. The Rio and the vasectomy are the two things I've done in my life I'm most likely to really regret. And, uh, <laughs> and neither of them is necessarily reversible without, without a lot of, a lot of one day. Of yeah, that's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, wow. um, okay. I think you've had enough kids. Now, can we talk about Charlottesville oh, no, and just, Trump and Fox, Fox, I, Fox we gossip? Do that, I love Fox. Before we do that, I would, there is one thing that I really want to talk about I this love, week. I'm, I think Bill O'Reilly got a, a totally right, well, bum we'll, deal. We'll, we'll get to ahead, Fox. But I don't know if you've been paying attention, Ryan, to no, to the Comedy Cellar Twitter account. Oh, okay. But apparently Noam Dorman got a hold of it. Okay. Because it's my, it's my I Twitter account. I thought, that, I thought that Liz was in charge of the Twitter. Anyway, so the Comedy Cellar Twitter account's been around for, what, four or five years? I don't know. Yeah. Every tweet for the past five years has been related <laughs> to comedy. Well, we have a show this Friday. Come see us. Oh, no. All comedy-related um, <laughs> tweets. So... So for the first time that I've ever seen, Noam decided to get political <laughs> with the comedy cell. And really? What, and what are the many, many topics that people are discussing that you, do you think that he uh, broached or, uh, for the first time, you know, that he talked Race? about something other than, no, pornography. Oh, really? After all these years, Noam doesn't have Is that a hot to- topic? It is for Noam. Noam has his bug up his ass. No, no. About, I'll, let you, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Apparently, Noam's like, what is it, Verizon? So you go to the channel guide, right? Oh, I saw this on your Facebook. No. Yeah, he yeah, also yeah. posted on Facebook. The chan- there's a channel guide, and, and the channel guide has, like, little blurbs summarizing, you know, the, um, the porn, you know, the porn. The plots of the, the porn, p- yeah. And Noam is very upset about those summaries because he feels that those summaries uh, normalize sex with underage girls. Okay, listen. Do you want to talk about this? I, I certainly this, would. This 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 hit me in in two ways. But this is of all the things going on, the racism. <laughs> well, I'm not stupid enough to. I, I'm only going to pick on a, a, a something that in no way could snap back on some kind of Antifa backlash out there. With, uh-huh. I'm not going to talk about race okay. on my, on my Twitter mean, feed. I, I, not not with my views on race. But uh, um, this porn thing, it, it's a two pronged thing, and I, you you might agree with some of this. First of all, the hypocrisy. That, like, Fox had to fire Bill O'Reilly because he left a dirty message on somebody's thing. But Verizon can make their money on advertising the following. Baby-faced teens with braces. 
This baby is the blurb, the plot summary. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously some gross shit. Babyface, <laughs> barely legal. Babes, uh, fill the man. Uh, they look for young. We have uh, enough to deep, deep, deep throat shaft and get plowed till they scream. So, and I, so I imagine myself like, what if by day, they we you know, by day we talk about how horrible racism is and we boycott and and and, and by night the same company goes on and says pay per view like awesome racist cake like it's it's so disgusting and so hypocritical. I said, how can why is this okay? And then, so that's one part. That's what really, the hypocrisy really disturbs you me. Are, like, it's like, you, you just no rhyme or reason. What issue is going to have traction? What issue is not going to have traction? You feel it normalizes sex with underage girls. The other thing is that I know that these urges, I mean, urges can be natural and, and fantasy is harmless, but culture exists, as I've said, to kind of uh, discourage the worst of our human instincts and encourage the best of them. That's what culture does, kind of. So there is something, I think, troubling where it becomes acceptable in a culture in mainstream on the channel guide to be saying, listen, you probably want to see this, don't you? Like, this, this is probably awesome. Baby-faced girls plowing, you know, being plowed by, uh, and one of them is like by big black shafts or whatever it is. And I'm like, is, the, the dads that my daughter is going to go, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, on play dates to, this is what they're watching? And is it crazy to think that that might in some way make them think that, this is kind of okay. Like, how bad could it be if... So I just, like, we should really uh, start retweeting this because I felt like Verizon would immediately shut down if, if anybody started really to question it. Like, mm -hmm. how could they possibly well, defend it? Well, you could have heard But this is the interesting thing. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. No, but the same people who are literally crying, crying at the idea that Bill O'Reilly left a dirty message on his have no interest in baby faced teens with braces uh, getting shafted by big black poles, whatever it is. And, and, and the racial aspects of it are also disturbing. But that's, I guess, guess that's a fetish, so it's, you know, that's between adults. But the, I, don't I, I don't know if anybody even watches porn on TV anymore. I don't, I don't even know how big of an industry that really is. When people watch it on the internet. I, like? I, I I don't know, but but they're they're selling it. Well, first of all, you can block that. No, you you can block those uh, those blurbs. As Verizon said to you, I think Verizon tweeted back to you. You can block those. I, I I'm not a fan. I, I can handle the blurbs. The point was not me blocking the blurbs. The point, I, two points. I'll tell you again. Two points is the hypocrisy of a major corporation making their money on on something that we all think is horrible, immoral, and horrible. Well, and if if you were to Go through. I mean, any legal, and and we call it rape, and it's disgusting, and all that. Well, most Americans don't think fantasies are horrible. Um, well, and I know you said, well, but well, we shouldn't encourage that kind of a fantasy. There is some research, I think, to the effect that it can actually be an outlet for people who have these feelings, and maybe make it less likely that they'll act on them in real life. I'm not trying to make it illegal. I just think, that I, on the contrary, I would never want to make anything illegal. I'm a strong First Amendment guy. I just don't. It, then we should go the other way and stop with these boycotts of, of uh, these phony boycotts trying to drive and ruin careers and drive people off the air as if we can't, you know, because they Kat, did something Kat, that we don't like. Kat, Catherine Cat Timp, <laughs> where do you stand on these, on this issue? It's hard for her because, because she's a woman. Yeah, but she's, but she's, she's at Fox where everybody's being accused of sexual harassment and she's, she doesn't want to step on a landmine here. Go yeah, ahead. I, I certainly don't want to step on a landmine and I'm not familiar with, like, I never even met Bill O'Reilly so I don't, I don't oh, know anything about it at all. Forget Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Um, what do you think about <laughs> these p uh, pornography that 
uh, emphasizes the youth yeah. of the young lady. It's gross. Like, I'm 28 years old, and I'm, like, going to be 100 in two years when I turn 30. I'm dead to the world. But I don't think that's going to be the same thing, whether the braces porn exists or not. I really think that... I don't know if it makes that big of a difference. Is it gross? Yeah. But I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference, really. Right? I, I don't know. Getting rid of it, you mean? Yeah, if we got rid of all the braces porn, people would just start making it in their basements or whatever. I mean, it's already there's much worse stuff online. Yeah, but Verizon is not is not marketing yeah. it. They're marketing it. This isn't this awesome, babyface teens. You want to buy this like Coca Cola or something? Tastes great. It's delicious. Babyface teens. How, Are, how how I mean, if is that a normal desire? If it's a normal desire, then why do we why do we? Well, I'm going to quote the great Mark Marin. Uh huh. Who once said, uh, of course I want to have sex with teenage girls. Doesn't everybody? That's why there's a law. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but um, clearly this is a very common fetish because you have barely legal magazines, you know, and barely legal pornography, and, and this is very widespread. Yeah, yeah. Let's, so let's encourage it. So you're upset about the marketing of it, not necessarily that it's cr being created? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not thrilled that it's being created, but right. I, but I'm not I'm not on a a, a, a a campaign here, a crusade to stop porn or anything so stupid like that. I'm saying that it's it's I don't like to see it on my channel guide, well, right? I, I and, just, I, and I don't see why it's okay for Verizon, who's supposed to be like, if I were to have it's a in night, your home, let me that let's way. have a yeah, yeah on, in the comedy cellar, right? People will be like, what the hell is the matter with you? You can't do that. Don't, yeah. you, don't you care about your reputation? Fifteen. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, I just I have an idea to have like pussycat. Let's have a baby face team with braces and we'll show it right. on the screen one night. It right. would be like getting a mailer in your home or something in the mail. Just like, why am I getting this? Yeah. Can right. you imagine if I showed it? Right. Well, let me just put it on in the olive tree. I mean, it's right. like, well, it, you know, I don't know nuts. if I agree or disagree with Noam on the issue. I well, did like, find that. Do, do you? Would you buy? He would. He would never tell well, the go, truth. Go, go, I, I dare you. Ask me the question. Baby, would you do you do barely legal porn? Do I do barely legal porn? Have you? You know what I'm asking. Barely legal, you mean, uh, by barely legal, I see a girl that's uh, that's 25 and driving a rental car? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That no, would be barely legal. No, I legal. mean, like, would you... A 35-year-old woman taking the oath of office? Naked? A, a girl that's... Because a girl the Constitution that, says you got to be 35 to be A present. girl that, you, by looking at her, you can't tell whether she's a 14-year-old girl in braces or not, and she's being... You know, whatever she's doing, whatever you're gonna pay this. It doesn't disturb you, like even if even if it turns you on, wouldn't you say, you know what? I I, I just I shouldn't do that. Uh, it's just I am wrong. only attracted to women that the good people in the state legislature in Albany have said that that I'm legally allowed to be attracted. All to. right, all right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't find it. I don't think you're wrong, Noam. I just found it interesting that that of that of all the topics to to go to war about on the Twitter account, that's what he chose. Well, what was the response I like? Mean, was there any response? No, 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 no People were probably just, just like, what's happening over there? It's basically, don't, don't fuck with my porn, Dwarven. No, very, very few people responded. A few people said, yes, this is awful. No, and then Noam doubled down. He tweeted, oh, come on, guys. Let's, let's, let's take it. He thought that it was going to be a huge thing where we all march on Washington. He thought Verizon would respond, maybe. He, he, he they least, did. They did respond. They did. They said. They said block uh, it if you want to block, block it. You fag. <laughs> whoa, whoa. What? See that that you see, the perfect example. If you say fag, that's a joke. No, I know. 
But if you're like a Fox News guy and you said fag, they will literally come at you. You might literally never work again if you I, said fag. I but quit doing stand-up pretty much. I used to do stand-up, and yeah. then I quit when I started working on the news because I was like, if I t make a joke and someone records on their cell phone, it's like not in context or this that, I'll probably get fired or the you know it, it's, exactly. it, it's terrifying. So this is what this is kind of like like examine that. If you say fag even as a joke, you might. There will be a movement to have your career end. But again, but the but the same company that that's doing that can market baby face porn with braces. But that's okay. At least you didn't say fag. As long as they don't say fag <laughs> in that baby face team maybe, with braces. Maybe it's the difference between uh, an individual with a face who's a human and this faceless large corporation. Yes. It is. Well, why? But the, my question is I'm more or less to do good. with that's right, the merits of Noam's argument, and more to do with why did you feel that this is this is the issue you're going to the mat for on the Twitter account? Because I, I actually thought it might catch on a, a and B. I thought it was uncontroversial. In other words, even if people didn't disagree with me, it's not like like the, the, the what I am on a warpath about is like these statues of Jefferson and all that stuff, and judging people within the time and place that they were born. And I have a lot of I've really been concentrating on that. However, I would never dare take to Twitter about that because I'll get tarred, you know, some sort of a racist or something or get yeah. a rock through my window. Well, I just think going forward, the, the Comedy Cellar Twitter account should concentrate on things like <laughs> Ryan Hamilton's new Netflix special <laughs> available. Okay, but this is what you don't understand. I don't distinguish in my life. Like, I don't make... These, like, everything in my life is for me and whatever makes me happy. I, I mean, as, so like if I have access, I have a Twitter feed out of my comedy seller and I want to tweet about something political because, you know, I want to for whatever problems I might have, but I, I want to. I don't care if anybody, like it's it's my thing. Right. It's my ball. I get to play. I, I can use it for whatever I want. And and by the way, people with that kind of access, they abuse this all the time. I mean, I did one thing in all these years, but every dumb movie star, you, you know, gets yeah, on one campaign or another. We expect that from them. The comedy seller has never gone outside of their narrow range of tweeting about, you know, guess Mo Amir will be here at the 1230 show or whatever you guys tweet. Or there's a brunch show this Sunday. Don't miss it. People and might find it a little bit interesting. And all of a sudden, you got babyface teams. <laughs> and it, was, took, it took a few of us a little bit you know, by surprise. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I think we've discussed that uh, enough. I I'm still don't understand why I'm the only one upset about this. But anyway. Well, um, I'm not thrilled I don't about know, it. I don't but Ryan's I, not thrilled, but he's not outraged either. <laughs> I don't like to I get involved. I think we've accepted that a lot of people consider that a fetish. There's many fetishes, and that is a fetish. And, um, and people aren't overwhelmingly outraged about it. I, I you know. Um, uh, uh, what, I, what about a fetish where uh, it was a plantation fetish? That, that's a fetish too. Yeah. And what if the movie was, you know, the the white guy and has the black guys all dressed up as slaves and he has sex with the sl no? They would not. That that would not be okay because race. Is a, but teens and braces. Well, that's perfectly okay. Cat what Timp, the fuck? Cat Timp, any thoughts before oh, we move on? I'm just saying. What? I mean, 18 year olds they're, they're legal, so you know that's. They're technically legal. The actors, and I'm sure the that actors. the slave porn thing exists somewhere. Right, but Verizon if only, would never, ever get well, no. away with. That's, that's only my point. I'm not, it's not making it illegal. Everything exists, and that's none of my business. I'm saying that it's the hypocrisy that somehow race, any, any hint of racism is considered like the, the mark of a, the scarlet letter, whatever it is, the mark of Cain. But, but teen wanting to have sex with girls in braces is perfectly fine. 
It's perfectly fine. It is no, it's hip, it's hypocritical. I think that the teen fetish is a lot more offensive than the plantation fetish, you know? I mean, that's just, or, or even the concentration camp fetish. I don't care. Because it's all adult. And, and whatever adults want, it doesn't, it, it, you know, but, but there's something coarsening to the culture where teens and children grow up and they see that they're, the fact that they're in braces and they're young is something awesome for older people to be fantasizing and beating off to. It, it's, not, it's not, I don't like that. I don't want my daughter. I'm sure there are a lot of people that. who feel that way, but it's it, it's labeled as porn or something, so people don't they don't know how to control it any further. Yeah, Catherine Timp, any last thoughts about uh, uh, teenage girls with braces? I'm good on that. Okay, <laughs> uh, so we uh, we can move on now. Now, I, just by coincidence, I read about you today. Okay, that you were uh, you were one of the people who. Were, were totally outraged and said so about Trump's Charlottesville comments in real time. Yeah, I was. Um, I think it was just because, you know, like the both sides thing, I think you should focus on like the person who actually killed someone in that moment. And uh, like if someone that I love got killed and people were like, oh yeah, all murderers are awful, all murderers suck, I would think that that was inappropriate. So I said that. I was, you know, very reasoned in my response. Also because, you know, I'm, I said I was shocked that he didn't, as soon as he heard that like a car was driven in, that he didn't like say it was like an Islamic terrorist. Because that's normally what he does. He's been wrong more than once because he just can't help himself like terror attack. He did it at the Times Square on terror attack. He did it with... Um, the one in Manila, same thing. So I just pointed that out. And then, you know, people went ape shit on me, of course. Uh, you know, I'm a commie, I'm this and that. Like, I'm a cold-hearted capitalist. I'm certainly not a commie. So um, it's just the vitriol that you get. Like, people, uh, lots of emails, but people want to shove things, like, violently in my ass. Like, all that kind of stuff. If I, you know, make any sort of comment like that. Well, the thing about Cat Temp is, um, being an attractive woman, uh, you know, you got that double... Uh, anger. Number one, they're angry at you because you have the wrong views. Number two, uh, they're angry at you because they can't tap that. It's bullshit. I have to spend two hours in hair and makeup every single day. Uh, my hair is actually like this short. I, I like wear clip-in extensions for work. Tons and tons of makeup. So uh, you know, I look. I actually look much less attractive on the weekends because I feel like I've spent so much of my life like getting made up into naughty librarian Barbie that on the weekends I'm just going to look like shit. Naughty but librarian, yeah. that's a Yeah, it so, is. It's <laughs> you, there's a lot of sexual anger going on, being directed your way. A lot of it. The worst was when I did that, made that Star Wars, I made a joke about Star Wars. People were like telling me they were going to come to my house and like rape me and all this and kill me and all this other and stuff. You, and you can see that on, on the Verizon. Uh. <laughs> that's exactly. I was like, you've thought about this. So, what, what, so what did you, so okay, Charlottesville, his, his remarks were bad, uh, have you have you crossed paths with Laura Ingram? Yes. Because she, you saw that thing between her and Krauthammer where where she was yeah. kind of defending Trump and all that. Did you did you debate her at all? No, I mean I, I debated all a lot of people on the network. I've debated her before on on various things. For me, it's just comparing it to the way he treats every other act that's ever happened, or even you know like every other time. It was a very marked difference. He literally ran on, like, you have to name the enemy. You have to say radical Islamic terror. You have to say radical Islamic terror. And he wouldn't say that about this guy. And the fact that David Duke and Richard Spencer were like, this is dope. Like, he did a great job with his, with his statement that, you know, that you kind of got to say, eh, maybe it's not the best thing. Yeah. I and agree no with, one named the I enemy, and the enemy is teenage porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, and it was stupid for him on another level that if he had simply said, listen, the KKK and the Nazis, you know, the, 
these are disgusting organizations. He could have gone on to discuss Antifa and the fact that there's reprehensible behavior on both. He could have said anything he wanted to if he had simply made it very clear at the top that, you know, where he was coming from. And also, he should have been mindful that it was this, this was also occurring in the context of his previous kind of hedging on David Duke during the campaign. Where right. I don't know who David Duke is. So this was the second strike also. So you weren't even ready to give him the benefit of the doubt on this because he should have known better. Yeah, and he waited like two days to even say anything about KKK or white supremacy. He's never like, and then yeah. and then he walked then it he, back. Then like, then he walked it back, and then like, you know, he attacks the media right away. Like, oh, this wasn't good enough. It, he's never waited two days to attack anyone that he's pissed off about. But can't we just grade this dude on a curve? We, I mean, at this point, we know who he is. We know what we got, and that I thought that that speech, but given it was that it was Donald Trump, was pretty good. Considering it's Donald Trump, you know, he did say, I don't like the KKK and these people are bad. And I mean, that shouldn't be a hard, though. But I'm saying this is who the guy is. I mean, we, if we're going to be outraged every week, it just seems like, yeah, you know, when your dog, you know, pisses on the rug. OK, that's what dogs do. He pisses on the rug and we'll take it from there. Now, now, now if Donald Trump were my son, these are the questions I'd be asked, you know, because I, I just want to know that he clearly did. He know at the time he made that remark about both sides that these people, whoever, that woman was killed by that car attack. Did he actually know that at that time? Well, because he came out and said it again on the Tuesday, so yeah, he did. No, no, the second one, but the first the first speech, when the first one, that's where, he really, where it all started. I was never clear, and I didn't spend the time to look it up. It didn't seem to me when I heard it that he realized what had happened. Right, but he never waits for the facts on anything, which is kind of my point. Right, but... Like, but just, just to put it in context, and then the second one he clearly knew, and that was the one where, where as Crowd Armor said, it was like a hostage video. Mm -hmm. He just read exactly <laughs> what he was supposed to say, and he said the right thing. And then the third one, you know, as Dan said, he, you know, he just can't stand the fact that he was tarred with this, and, he, and he's so thin-skinned, he just lashes back. And in his clumsiness, he does touch on some issues that I think we probably do agree with, which is... This rewriting of history and the, 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 you know, do we really want to take down Jefferson and, and Antifa? I mean, Peter Baynard had written a huge article in The Atlantic just a few days before about Antifa and how they were fueling right-wing hate. Yeah. So he, he's, he's not out to lunch on some of these issues he wants to discuss. He's really just out to lunch that he couldn't, that it seemed like he was hesitant to, to criticize the KKK and the, the Nazis. That's really what it is, right? He, he seemed like he didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Either that that's or really the problem. Not, maybe, not right. the stuff he said. It's that. He didn't want to. And why? Well, maybe either either he thinks they're, they're a large part of his base, or he doesn't think they're that big a problem. It's not. He's not thinking day and night that, the, that America's about to be taken over by Nazis. It's not like in his head that any second now there's going to be another Third Reich in America. So he kind of maybe treats them with the lack of seriousness he, he feels I, they're I, due. I do have a theory. I think he has been somewhat radicalized online. Do you remember during the campaign he was retweeting the some, president? Yeah, some retweeting some bogus statistics from white supremacist websites and stuff like that. And, oh yeah. yeah. And he said, like, like, "How did that get to him?" And nobody really thought it might have got to him because he might have actually been on the white supremacy websites. But I so during that whole Charlottesville, I began to like listen. To, I was sending it to these guys. They wouldn't even bother, but I was like, why don't you guys take the time to actually learn about what it is you're, you're screaming about? So I began to read some Richard Spencer and that Kessler guy and, and listening to some speeches. And the fact is that a whole lot of what they say 
reverberates. Like I could chop it out, a lot of it. Like maybe 80% of what they say, I could chop it out and show it to the to the average white moderate. And they'd be like, yeah, that's right. You know, if you just if you just take out the part where we want it only for white people and whatever it is. But the part about uh, not wanting to um, uh, abandon our European roots and, and, and not have to... to, to uh, think about Europe with cultural relativism and like and, and, and the fact that we're embarrassed to say that European values are good and that we're cautious about not wanting to adopt values of other cultures and the part about social fabric and wanting people to love America's traditions and, and all that stuff, which is which is all kind of politically incorrect stuff, which is the problem, so that we've seeded that ground, even though it reverberates with a lot of people, only the white supremacists can talk about it. And then they also say, and by the way, we don't want anybody of, of color here, and we think we're genetically superior. But I think that I think that Trump has been, and Bannon, they're filled with a lot of these ideas. And Trump didn't want to bash them, because I think in his own mind, he didn't understand, like, like he's, he's seeing two sides to it. He doesn't understand that, yeah, Hitler might have been right about the Treaty of Versailles and how horrible it was and how horrible it was for Germany. But you can't start saying, well, but you know, Hitler's right about this and wrong about this because you, with something like, you can't, you just cannot say anything about Hitler was okay. Well, that's right. why I think the other bad thing that he said during that speech was that there was good people that were marching with the Nazis. Yeah. Well, he, he didn't it, say that, but yeah, he said good people. Um, yeah. yeah, both sides. But yeah. I mean, like, the, this was a, an explicitly Nazi rally. Like, it was. Well, wasn't, the night before was explicitly Nazi. The march was explicitly. But I the mean, daytime one wasn't. Kessler was the guy was was not a Nazi. It was like organized by like uh, you know all of these white supremacist groups. Yeah. So I but mean, they're not all Nazis, right? They're, they're yeah. all white. And even I mean, I'm just I'm, like I want to I want to I want to compose a new introduction to the show where we say essentially that the views. Of uh, the views expressed by the host of the show are not necessarily the views of the host of this show. Because I really want to set up a situation where we can really play devil's advocate without somebody stuffing that opinion down my throat. Because otherwise it's boring. Yeah, I agree. Okay, next time. Yeah, I agree. Next topic. But uh, they, they don't consider themselves Nazis. So, or, or white supremacists, you know. So we call them that, all of them. Uh, Whatever that's worth, I know that they probably are not Nazis. They share the, the Nazi belief in white superiority, I guess. Mm -hmm. But there's probably a lot of things about Nazis they find just, you know, unacceptable as, as some. They don't not. want it. They, but, for example, they don't think that the Sudetenland is necessary <laughs> for for uh, the expansion of Germany or whatever. <laughs> they, but in any case... Um, but it's like if they believe one thing, doesn't it knock them out for you? Yes, for, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just, you know, when you're on one side of something, you tend to start choosing adjectives or whatever it is, which kind of like bolster your opinion about something. It's a human thing. Right. Like, like that quote where Trump said, "There's good people on many sides." Most people recast it as as both sides. And I thought to myself, well, many sides is not actually the same thing as both sides. So even though I think I'm not defending Trump in any way, it's like if I, yeah. I would be careful to say that he said there's good people on many sides or whatever the exact quote was, because both sides is not what he said, and both sides is worse. You know, many sides could be, he's very, anyway. Well, he said both sides on one of the days. On, on, on one of the days yeah. he said something both sides, but the, the bad quote, he used many sides. The one that was really bad, he used It's just his support, people who support him, like it's hard, they're not going anywhere no matter what he does. So I don't know if he'd be worried about that. Like it's not like all of a sudden the Nazis are gonna be like Democrats. No, how many, there, was, there were 100 Nazis at that rally. 
See, I'm, I'm a Jew. I'm not worried about the Nazis. I'm way more worried about Antifa. Uh, I shouldn't say his name, but I, my friend on Facebook, this is the world we live in. I can't even, I'm afraid he might get in trouble for having said that he viewed the Nazis as the idiot remnants of a defeated evil. And that's kind of the way I feel. Like 100 Nazis, that's fewer people than we draw on an early show at brunch or something. 100 right. people is not, and I'm not worried about, I don't think anybody's really worried about the Nazi movement. They shouldn't be, I don't think. Nazis well, are gonna, but the Antifa movement, this left, this left wing anarchist movement, this is a real threat. I yeah, mean, I, I, I worry about it here. Yeah, no, I've talked to them when I've I've done like man on the street reporting, and these people will just straight up be like, yeah, like this rally sucks because we're not destroying any property. You know, they, they, they'll just beat the shit out of people. That's obviously bad, but it doesn't hurt to to and talk about it with the fine gradations because it's it's interesting in a way. And I believe uh, this is a good segue because I believe. Uh, Ryan talks about this in his his hour special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's about a lot the of that. the racial differences. Oh uh, yeah, I get very and how deep we can't into live that. together. Yeah, I enjoy that. Can I, we can we focus a bit on Ryan's uh, yes. special since we brought him in here? Um, I want to get some Fox News gossip, but go ahead. Yeah, I know, I know too, it's not going to yeah, happen. We, I mean, well, I have a special out. What Kat, else is there? You can talk to Cat after the show. Cat, we do invite <laughs> our guests uh, to have uh, dinner and drinks after the show. I'm going to drink. I wish so, I had a drink right have a drink now. now. What do you want? I don't know. Whiskey soda. Whiskey soda, quick. <laughs> what kind of whiskey you like? I really don't give a shit. I like Bullet, maybe? Uh, Jameson? I don't care. What do you like? Bullet. And, and I don't give a shit in tonic. My, my bullet is soda quick because you're going to loosen her up. Go ahead, Ryan. Um, Ryan is... I'm going to chug it, too. Okay. Ryan Hamilton, one of the few selected by Netflix that's not famous. I mean, they're giving out big deals Whoa. to famous people. But... Um, well, no. he's not famous. I mean, it's I mean, true. Unless you have it's information true. I don't have. Because last time I checked, when he walked out the door, nobody screamed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't deny that I have uh, a large amount of He pain. can walk the streets with perfect uh, not uh, being molested. I, yeah. Pretty easy. I saw John Stewart walking down McDougal Street with his son just three days ago. That's nobody because bothered. he doesn't look like Are John Stewart anymore. Are you making a case anymore? that John and I are the same amount of famous? Vehicles <laughs> <laughs> being vehicles. Anyway. <laughs> the people, the, Robbie Pry, I guess, the guy at Netflix, right? He's the head dude there at the comedy department. Yeah. Longtime fan of Ryan. Loves Ryan. Always has. He used to be at the Montreal Comedy Who Festival. Who doesn't? Yeah. We all do. And Kat is starting to. She just Yeah, he's a really, like, just a very nice face. He's, like, resting smile face. It's wonderful. I don't have that. I have, like, a mean-looking face. Oh, that's nice. Well, thanks. <laughs> well, the name of my special is Happy Face. It's like really? you set me up for the plug. Oh, there you go. <laughs> now, uh, and so it, it, it talks about it in his act. They, he, yeah. gets, uh, he has an hour special. My initial reaction was like, well, where's my hour special? <laughs> but because I'm a comedian and that's how I think. But Ryan is so deserving that it was hard for me to really be angry. Oh, that's very And he's such sweet. a lovely Thank man, and he's very hard to resent. I, I've, I've given it the, the old college try, but it, it just won't take. <laughs> Do people, like, ask you for stuff all the time, though, if they need, like, directions or, uh, uh, you know? Uh, I guess so. I don't know. I wouldn't know if it happens more to me than other people, because I've just lived like this my whole life. My line on Ryan but, is he's like the Red Cross. It's like people are, even in a, in a bar fight, where throw, people are throwing chairs and punches... Ryan could walk right through and nobody would touch him. He's like like the Red Cross in wartime. You don't shoot the Red Cross. He's like that, you know? Uh, anyway. so yeah, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about Ryan. Nah, yeah, and you wow, won't. And nice. you won't. And you won't. And, uh, 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 but anyway, so you got this hour special, and this could be it for you, right? This could... Who I mean, knows? like Ali Wong, she goes on, on Netflix... And yeah. next thing you know, she's selling out theaters. And and um, I do think that's the exception, though. Not everybody who gets a Netflix special has the Ali Wong effect attached to it. She's great and deserving of it. 
I'm just saying, you know. Well, what is knows? it in your estimation with Ali Wong? Why did she become the one to, to blow up after all these Netflix specials? And it's Ali Wong that blew up. Well, did you watch the special? It's, I don't watch great. comedy. Oh, yeah. Well, it's great. It's very well delivered, very well written. It's accessible. And she's in a very interesting place in her life in the special. She's pregnant. And um, that was interesting. And it's also good. So it had an interesting vibe, and it's great. And she's going to she's pregnant again. I just opened for her. She's got another special coming out. Do, do you think the she's fa- a comedy seller comedian? Well, you, you know, first of all, she's hilarious. Yeah. Second of all, she's hot. Right. Third of all, she's Asian, which is you know, uh, which which is charismatic. You know, it's like it cuts a totally different uh, impression from another white guy. You know, whatever it is. And she's dirty, which is kind of also um, yeah. outside uh, the ex- expectation. Mm-hmm. And and I don't I didn't see the special, but she was destroying when she was. Well, look, we all we all, we all destroy. We all destroy. We all destroy. No, 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 no. We all destroy. You go any night where one person's destroying, everybody's destroying. Very seldom. No, Ryan, back me the hell up on this. We Come all on. do, yes. Everybody's destroying, Noam. I'm sure Allie's destroying. Well, let me put it to you this way. Everyone's destroying. Okay, let me, let me, let me let's, let's, let's examine this. In the We're same all way, destroying. In the same way we dis- dis- distinguish between the, the Nazis and the KKK and yeah. the white supremacists and the white nationalists. Greer is destroying. I'm destroying. Hamilton's destroying. Everybody's if, destroying. Okay, if you stop filibustering, just let me talk. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> Imagine during a, a, a show at the end of Underground, I actually gave out like a survey and asked people to rate their most the comedian they like best. Yeah. Are you saying that it would probably split 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%? Like, I, I, I don't know how it would split, but I can, I, I can I, almost Because I do know how it would split. Oh, how do you know because that? I, because I send out surveys to the customers. <laughs> because she does this. <laughs> but, but I also know because when you're in the room, although you may all technically meet the level of Natterman calls destroying, there is still some people who, you know, yeah. are destroying a little bit more. Yeah. And she was in that destroying a little bit more. Well, I, I have to say, there were certain nights when I didn't want to follow Allie. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Noam is the master of working backwards, so I'll have to. <laughs> he is. Once somebody becomes famous, he then retroactively makes them genius. I didn't even know she was famous till this moment. She's getting famous, but Allie? I'll have yeah. to look at Allie's act next time she's in town and see if indeed. Uh, and and I don't she, work backwards. I thought Ali Wong was fantastic. I always did. Yeah, but now you're saying she is she was killing more than everybody else. I, I thought that at the you time. You really hurt his feelings, I, I think. I find that <laughs> unlikely, but I will not because Ali is bad, but because I watch the shows all the time and I, I it generally speaking, you know who I hear? I'll tell you who I hear when I listen to customers. TJ Miller. I hear Lenny Marcus. I hear Lenny Marcus. When I listen to customers talking about who their favorite was, I to tell you the truth. When Ali is not in the Lenny. lineup, Lenny Marcus might actually be the, the, <laughs> the man. No, Len, Lenny has been killing uh, lately. Yeah. You know, that's Kill. what, I, that's what I hear, you know. But, uh, but that's a very unscientific kind of fly-on-the-wall overhearing. So that's not scientific. Let's leave, let's leave out the, the, the competition among the nerdy white guys to make it a little bit more palatable for yeah. this conversation. I came in the other day, and Godfrey was on stage. Right. Yeah. And literally, it was like an earthquake. I, like, I, I had seldom seen the, the room so... And yet, Godfrey's not becoming famous. So the question I ask again is, <laughs> why Ali Wong? 
But do you want to be famous, Dan? Because I feel like that would be the worst thing for you. I don't think that you I, could I, handle I, I, being in public and having people well, know who you are. Come probably up to you. not. I think you would flip shit Pro- regularly. Well, you may be right, but that's not the point. <laughs> we're just, I'm not here to <laughs> I'm just you, saying. But everybody's got it in their head that Dan Natterman is jealous or Dan Natterman is resentful. Dan Adamant is neither of the two. Well, he is, but... but <laughs> totally that, is. But that's not the discussion we're having. The discussion is, why do some people pop and others don't? And I don't think it's as simple as they're killing harder. That's my point. Well, I, I told you... Whether well, I ever make it or not, or I die alone... What do you think better. the reason is? You're certainly someone who's obsessed with this and thinks about it all day and night. You might I have a theory. I think it's complex. I think it's complex. I think it's to do with fitting a niche. Um, you know... Um, it could be that she's Asian and she fits a certain need. Ray Allen is sending is, 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 I don't know if he has something to say on this, but... Ray Allen, oh, he says the following. She fits... Uh, I publicly predicted his special... Ryan's oh. predicted will be the, the highest rated ever by a non-celebrity. Allie is clean, family-friendly. She. Allie uh, Ryan, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan is clean and family-friendly. Ryan, uh, Allie fits a slot, female Asian. Which is that's actually you know what that's that's almost racist, Ray. How is that racist? Because there's very few. Ray, Ray, Ray don't yell. If you want to talk, we have one extra mic because Paul Mercurio is not coming tonight. Right. Don't not take Cat's the, mic. Get your, fucking hands, few, Cat's, get your fucking hands off. Get your fucking hands off. Get your fucking hands off Cat's mic. Female. There's a mic over here. There's get your very, fucking Ray, hands Ray, off he's Cat's not mic. Yeah. Go, take the mic over. You here. don't yeah, take our guest's mic. You Ray. have a mic over here. Go over here. Have a mic over here. It's here. Right. You can't, they, you they can't don't talk. talk. They you can't don't talk. Off the microphone. I want you on the show. If you don't want to be that fine, but we have a mic especially for Ray Ellen. That cat's wondering whether we had. <laughs> I know Paul Mercurio from like Red Eye you know and all that thing. That <laughs> stuff. You know, I know he had a, You know that scene in it was something about Mary where uh, where uh, uh, Ben Stiller touches the guy's ears and he freaks out and starts punching. Uh, yeah. That's how Dan gets. It. Somebody touches the microphone. It's like a it's like a weird. Uh, yeah. We have a mentally challenged reaction. Mic. It's working condition. And Ray is entitled to it. Anyway. But I don't, I don't <laughs> like when Cat is a guest, and I don't want her mic taken from her. Listen, I, this is what I think. You and can, I, this is what I think is Ray. I think Ray. I think what you actually said, like if I were Ali, I might actually be offended by what you I, said. I, I'm only getting on the mic now, so so I, I can defend why well. it's not racist. What I said. Yeah. Because and then, Ray, I apologize if I offended you, but I do have a thing about the mics, and you know that from Paul's. <laughs> well, I only episode. wanted to, to get on that mic because it was timely to follow up with Noam's well, comment. You can get on the mic. It's now. it's not racist because there's very few female Asian comedians. And she's very funny. And oh, you didn't say and that. She's a female you didn't Asian say that. Comic. Well, we're assuming that there's a lot of funny people. That's the basic right. assumption. But she's not another white man. She's a female Asian comic, which there's almost not. There's well, Helen Hong. Louis, Louis was another white man when he when he became been the biggest for of the thirty mall. years now. Yeah, but he, but yeah, that so what? Nobody heard of him for the first. Look, that's not true. People had heard of Louis. Well, no, they hadn't. He everybody had a fan made, base before he had his first wait, sitcom. Everybody oh, makes yeah. it for different reasons. Louis made. We can discuss why Louis made it, and and in another episode, Ray is. Positing a hypothesis as to why Allie blew she's up. She's very on funny, and she's a female uh, comic who's Asian. I, I I can't. Besides Helen Hong, Margaret Cho, and Allie, who else is there? I can't think of any. Cat, you're a female former comic. Do you have I'm any a, thoughts on this? Well, I'm a, I am a former comic. He's I'm, also thinking, about, former I'm Asian. thinking about branding in general. Um, I went on Fox News once, and I was like, never asked on again. And then I put I. These glasses are fake. I don't need them to see at all. And I've been wearing them every single day for three years. And as soon as I put these on my face, I was getting asked back all the time. People wreck. I was. They were like, "Oh, she's like the cute, like skinny, like nerdy one." And so it was just like a distinguished type of thing. And it was. 
I mean, like, so me with glasses is like essentially diversity, I guess. That's, really, that's very interesting, actually. <laughs> no, that's I'm saying like, I wear them every single day. I was thinking about how stupid it was this weekend. It was like kind of humid, and I was like, it was like sweaty, and I was like, I can't take these off because now they're just like, I feel naked and I feel like mm. not myself. I'm like viewing my entire life through glasses that I don't need to see. I see way worse when I'm wearing them. Wow. That's, Wait, awesome. that's, that's hilarious. Uh, now, what's interesting to me is that you're actually divulging this information on yeah. the air. I thought yeah. you want to continue to this this charade that you're perpetrating on the American public. Isn't it okay, though? I'm wearing fake hair. I'm wearing fake eyelashes. Like, why can't I accessorize my face with some fake glasses? That makes you a very real person to admit all the fakery. And yeah. I, I, I hear this. I wake up looking like, you know, like at Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber with the hair, like a very short hair. It's all full of hairspray. I look terrible. So it's not that abnormal. I hear from women that wear glasses that they don't need occasionally. But I started I see it, it though. I've oh. been doing this since 2013. Since 2013, I'm wearing gla- glasses that I don't need to see. And I forgot them at home when I was home visiting my parents once in Detroit. And I made my father overnight them to me. <laughs> and he was like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, but no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I actually do need glasses, and I don't wear them. No, I mean... I mean, I don't need them that badly, but... Excuse me, but, um, you know, if I'm driving at night. Anyway, whatever, but... I wear them alone in my apartment. I just, like, don't even have, you know... Now, Kat, have, were you traumatized? We were talking uh, earlier, but Kat has been just uh, the victim of excessive trolling on the Internet. Well, of course, yes. we're living in the age of trolls, huh? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Anyway, Kat, uh, and especially being a woman, and especially being an attractive woman, you're going to get a lot of... Of nasty shit. Yeah. So how are you dealing with that? Is I had no idea like how many things were wrong with my face. Uh, like this little mole that I have in between my eyes. Yeah, I can't. This look like at little it. tiny one right here. Uh, <laughs> it has its own Twitter account. It's <laughs> at Cat Tim's mole, and it tweets at me and my father are you on serious? Twitter. That's yeah. hilarious. And sometimes that's, it talks that's shit hilarious. about me. Sometimes it's it talks shit about hilarious. me. And my teeth. You're saying like, your mole is trolling you. My snaggle teeth. Like I never had braces, so like they have a Twitter account because my teeth are a little fucking. They're the bottom teeth. Like how do you even like look at that? Um, wow. You know, like I have no tits. Like, I, but I already knew. I already knew that. So like that doesn't really bother me. And you know, uh, you know, eat a sandwich. You're too skinny. Like my arms are too skinny. Uh, and then sometimes people just tell me they're like coming to my work to rip my entrails out. So, you know, it's, it, but that's just like every day of my life. I get stuff like that every single day. And are you, is it traumatizing for you or are you dealing with it with your usual aplomb? Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's fine. I, like, I just deal with it like it's whatever. But it doesn't scare you at all? No, it doesn't scare me. It can be annoying. Like, the mole, I had a really hard time with in the sixth grade. Like, I you know, thought, you know, the mole between my eyes was a big deal got over it and I'm like oh yeah people are making a big deal that's about this that's easy enough mold. by the way to if you wanted to and I don't think you should it's easy enough to, I take, got it to removed, get rid of I got know? it removed and it grew back oh boy like it's my destiny like it won't <laughs> escape it's got supernatural powers <laughs> I, I seriously got it cut off and I had to wear a, I had to work from home and wear a band-aid between my eyes for three weeks and it grew back like two months later like Schwarzenegger in the Terminator yeah. so I can't and it's like a little bigger now so if I do it again, like who knows what'll happen? I was so unattractive when I was a kid well, that, that now nothing, what do you, nothing. What do you mean when? You know what I mean. That, nothing would bother me. Like no, no one could say anything about me that would bother me at this point. Yeah, I, I was like okay. a really weird. Well, you person. know, um, women. It's just brutal right. what women have to deal with in terms of being judged by their looks. Obviously. Uh, oh, you know. this thing in my neck, my vein. People tell me to get it removed. It's a wart. It's like it's my fucking vein. 
and like I'll die if I get it removed. I, th- th- I don't even know where it is. There's like some sort of thing that sticks out sometimes over here. You have a vein. So, it's called the vein. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's called like my circulation artery. that's <laughs> keeping me artery. breathing and but shit. The, the, the upside to that is I found plenty of people commenting on a recent YouTube video of you I watched uh, in preparation for this podcast that, that are big fans of yours, uh, at least, uh, you know, uh, in terms of your physical beauty. There's a lot of videos of me crossing and uncrossing my legs, compilations of me crossing and uncrossing my legs with alarming amounts of views. Just too many views. There's a, there's a lot of Julie Banderas videos like that, She's too. dope. I love Julie Banderas. Our families are friends. Really? Yeah. And She's uh, a very good friend of mine. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. She, yeah she, she, right. Didn't you have sex with Julie Banderas? No. <laughs> oh, come on. Do not talk about Julie. About I, no, I, I thought but I heard she, she was great that during the Charlottesville. Uh, she was she was great. She used to live up. She used to live up here. She used she's living in this building. Yeah. Her and Andy, when they when they, they were between apartments, something happened with their apartment, and they they took our they took wow. an apartment in this building for like six months. I remember. She's I one of my favorite people in the building. She's I love. Awesome. I love Julie. And her husband is great too. Huh? Is she Latina? Uh, half, I think. Huh. Uh, and by the way, can I just go on record about? So as yeah, we're go talking, ahead, no. I'm reading about this white supremacy versus white nationalism versus blah blah blah. And apparently, in MSNBC, there there's some experts. There's a video uh, describing between the factions. I, I feel like just by, by bringing out the fact that they consider that there's a difference between them, that I'm going to somehow get tarred that I, that I have any time to, for any of them. So yeah. I'm going to say something ridiculous. I despise all the white nationalists and the white supremacists, okay? Just so everybody knows. Yes. And I, I, if I had to choose my favorite among them, it would be the Nazis. Why did you have to add that? <laughs> well, however... Do you think that's why Trump does this, though? I think it's just kind of fun for him sometimes. Like, I think it's fun. Like, I'll be in a social situation where I'll think of something real weird to say. And then I'll be like, I wonder what'll happen, you know? And then you just, like, and then you just, like say it and try it out. But, like, there's aren't all these, like, television cameras watching. Yeah, I, I've, I've just become a, a fanatic about uh, choosing about, like, when, when I criticize somebody, that I make sure that I'm doing it in a way that they, they couldn't catch me on a technicality. Like, 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 just, like, just choose the right, accurate words. That's all. It, it doesn't mean you like them or you hate them. I mean, they do it to Jews and Zionists, whatever. It's like whenever somebody doesn't like you, they'll just paint you with a broad brush. And it'll always be the worst possible brush. And you may deserve the worst possible brush. But it's just very healthy. Everybody just like really choose your words carefully so they can't say, well, I'm not a white supremacist. Like, what? Like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, you're a white nationalist. You think there's a difference or these are the differences between you. I'll use, I'll use the proper terminology. It doesn't mean that you don't hate them. That's all. Well, I do think it's important to, you know, to, uh, to define people. I don't think, uh, you know, uh, it's a bad thing to, to get into what their beliefs are. They, yeah. There might be some subtleties, and it's worth knowing. Well, it was interesting. Like, Richard Spencer was distancing himself from some other, one of the other groups. Like, they were having, like, a little feud between them. I, I, don't, I can't keep track of like, <laughs> But Kat, Kat is the opposite of a white nationalist, I believe, because she... Uh, she believes in open, she borders. Believes in open not, borders. Not to brag. Yeah, not totally open borders, but yeah. <laughs> not to like, brag. I, like, I'm a capitalist first, and immigrants actually do great things for the economy. Yeah, they lower, they lower wages for bosses like me. It, it, well, the thing is, is like there's a lot of open, there's a lot of open <laughs> jobs in this country that are extremely low wage that can't be filled. So cutting the level of legal immigrants makes no sense to me. No, one thing, legal immigrants makes no sense. Which is what yeah. one of the things in like the immigration plan that Trump wants to do. Yeah. One which, thing about Noam, I will say, he employs a lot of people. You give a lot of people jobs. I was thinking about that. I was sitting here one day having lunch. And, and I don't, and I, and, I, and, I don't pay, and I don't pay anybody minimum wage. 
Is that right? By the way, I don't pay. And there's tons of people who work here that, we, that the comics wage. never see. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's day, they both <laughs> day, day workers. I want to clarify. You employ a lot of people. I employ a lot of people, yeah. and, I pay, I don't, and I don't pay anybody minimum wage. However, I, it, it, it's, the truth is that if, like, if all the immigrants were to, to disappear, the unskilled immigrants, wages would come up. I'm, I'm sure of that. Uh, same side, a lot of jobs would disappear because a lot of immigrants, unskilled immigrants even, come here, they're very entrepreneurial, and in a very short time, they create their own businesses. Construction and landscaping. And, and, and they start employing a lot of people. So I think that, I think that both happen at the same time. The, the unskilled immigrants, both lower wages for one segment, at the same time, create jobs for another segment. And I think the, the, the problem that, that we make, the mistake that we make all the time, and, and more than this context, is that we aggregate things and say, well, actually, there's a 5% benefit of these immigrants, and that becomes the end of the story, when that might be true. However, it, it, it camouflages and hides the fact that there might be 45% of the people who are actually hurt by this. And that, when you have 45% hurt by something, that, that's very, very serious, and it's a social cost of that that doesn't get figured into the thing. And this is the kind of the story of the Trump voters. The economy's booming, the economy's booming, everything's great. Oh, but wait a second. And, and in the aggregate, it is. But there's this underbelly of 35% these this white working class that are getting murdered. And if we just want to take the aggregate statistic of the country, well, no, we don't, we don't, we don't ever see it. And I think it's kind of the same mistake with this immigration thing. I think it's a lot more complex. I think there are huge segments that are hurt by it and huge segments that are helped by it. I don't know, I don't know what the best policy is, but I just, that's it. That's my take on it. Hmm. So, Kat, you, you don't believe in completely open, but you feel there should be some limitation uh, as, to, as to the number of immigrants that come in every year? I mean... Or just as many as the economy can absorb. I mean... Yeah, there we go. You should. YouTube says, Cat Timp looks hot while complaining about Trump press conference. Yeah, that, it's great. That, that's going to make you feel good, though. Come on. Oh, I looked hot? Yeah, sure. I mean, look, there's weirder shit. Like, I mean, like, people do slideshow videos about... my Like, they'll do, like, slides about my life. And it's like me like vaping or doing something like real sad and you know, it kinda it kinda sucks. I can't. But yeah, I mean, I just think that now it's like in terms of also like violence, like I don't think that immigrants are like the the reason for violence. Like I know that there's Kate Steinley and that's really sad, but they're using that to put a face on a lot of things. I think a lot of it could be solved if we ended the drug war and legalized all the drugs. Well, can, can I add to that? Yeah. That the the Kate Steinley case could be solved with measures a lot shorter than stopping immigration. Like, mm -hmm. they had so much, like, like, just don't let this person come in, in and out six times, like, get a little serious about keeping someone like that out. You don't have to stop all immigration in order to keep somebody like that. I mean, they, what, what do you think about these sanctuary cities? Uh, well, I'm like a, a strict constitutionalist, so actually you, the federal government can't force the state law enforcement to do their job for them, and immigration is supposed to be the federal government's job. Um, so there's a couple of them that are, you know, completely making it illegal to cooperate, which that's one thing, but you can't force them to do your job for you. Um, I also, when you talk about in terms of crime, I think that uh, I'm like all, like I said, I'm li literally am all about legalizing all the drugs. That's where a lot of the crime comes from. Even heroin, absolutely. And I've said this on Fox News before, and so people call me crazy, and like, like I do heroin, but like I don't do heroin, and the reason I don't do heroin, like not to brag, but like the reason I don't do it is not because it's illegal. You know what I mean? Right. Um, My father used to say the same thing. I, I think that they should all, all the drugs should be. Right, now, Ryan Hamilton, I am assuming you don't do heroin either. 
No. Not, not anymore. He, not yet. Not anymore. <laughs> but you don't think that legalizing all those drugs would make a quality of life problem in New York City? Like, I think there's one guy who smokes pot in my building on a regular basis, and it stinks up the entire building. It Jew. sucks. It's not about being a Jew. What are you talking about? Everybody in the fucking building hates it. Like the only Why do you have to turn, become a self-hating Jew? I, I, I should have said that, but he, the only other person I've ever heard that make that argument was Lenny Marcus. It's like he's, he's, he's I'm complaining come in my building, about Sherrod smoking pot. The, in the majority Gentile building right. will agree with me. They're the ones who complain more than I do. I mean, but it sucks. Well, obviously, uh, I think libertarians. I don't. You do live it. in a house in the suburbs. Libertarians amongst no Jews. So what are you talking about? I don't think libertarians uh, believe that there should be laws which prevent you from encroaching on your neighbor's quiet enjoyment of his property. So I don't. Right? I mean, like you shouldn't be able to have a loud party or have fumes. It doesn't have to be pot. It could be. You know, sure. uh, heroin fumes, heroin fumes, <laughs> or you know, whatever, whatever you you people eat, you but, know, that you cook but, in that. But there are no <laughs> chi- but chicken soup fumes or whatever it is. But when people know? cook, they open the window. You think when someone smokes weed, they would open the window. And I have no problem with smoking pot, but you wouldn't want it below you going up into that your house. That is not the reason to keep pot illegal. I don't think in Manhattan. Anyway, in Manhattan, what about smoking cigarettes? People shouldn't it, be able to smoke cigarettes in their house. A lot of buildings are smoke-free buildings. Buildings, but it's not a law. You could have a smoke-free building for pot. I would be great. Yeah. And I have no problem with smoking weed, but in your building, it sucks. Now, can I ask you a libertarian question? Sure. You think prostitution should be legal? Absolutely. Okay. You think uh, 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 polygamy should be legal? Absolutely. You and Ryan have something in common. You think that... Uh, <laughs> Come sorry, on. Sorry, sorry. It's not true. It's not true. Are it's you true. Mormon as well, Kat? No, I'm just like, I'm just like no judges. It's just like, I, I don't I think, think the Kat government is, should Kat be is getting... I reli- think not religious in any, in any no, way. No, I'm not I remember you were kind of a fag hag when I met hey, you. Still yeah, am. Yeah, still yeah. am. Yeah, very well, much so. What do you mean, so. hey, 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 hey? You're not supposed to say that no, word No, there's anymore. no other word for fag hag but fag hag. Yeah, okay. it, it, the final, final the Jews, but don't joke about Explain it. There's no politically why. correct it's, it's, word for fag hag. Is there? No, there is not. I don't no, know that there not. is. I'll say more stuff about the Jews, no. Explain. You know, I can say it. I'm, I'm, I, I, I mean, gay. I went to seven yeah. gay bars this weekend, so. Wow. You know. Me too. It was someone's hey. birthday, so, you know. Explain to me why it is that the libertarian position on abortion is clearly pro-choice. It's pro-choice because uh, a lot you can be personally pro-life, but it shouldn't be up to the government to decide that if it's not clear. There are some libertarians who are pro-life. Yeah, I, I would, I would think, so. I don't know that, but I would think so because if you, if you, if you happen to believe that life begins, whatever at the conception or even at the second month or third month, then it's not libertarian to think that you should be able to kill it. Right, because life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Right. Um, For me, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know the science of it. So I'm just like, I don't want the government to be involved in it. Right. What about libertarians who only eat liver? (laughs) Good one. In any case, (laughs) well, we're not going to top that joke. We might as well end the podcast. (laughs) Hey, we have a question for you. Would you rather take the good, you know, all the shit you put up with with the trolling and all that, would you rather take that with the good stuff that you get or... Throw all of it away and but have nothing, or just to deal with the good and the bad. She's made a decision. She's still yeah. on TV. Yeah, I would, I, I would take it how it is, and it, you know, it, it can, it can be like rough for a lot of reasons, but it's. That's why she goes on I TV and speaks her mind. I think yeah. it's harder for women Listen, than men. I'm it, sure. It is, of course, it is. I've seen your Except show a few Letterman. times. I've seen your show a few times, but. and you are the best thing on that show. By it's far. Me. Now I don't. You can just be silent, or you can actually go like this, and I'll stop. I never cared for Eric Bowling. I always thought that he was a, a kind of a, 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 
a O'Reilly wannabe without the substance or depth of thought, just kind of like a parrot who just parrot out whatever the right wing thing of the day was. And I and I was shocked that Fox had as much faith in them as they did. But you, and this is I think the key to all the people in anything where you really where you really do want to watch them, you're never really quite sure what their take is going to be on something. So it's interesting and 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 informative to listen to them, even if you don't agree with them. As opposed to Bowling or even Hannity. It's like, I don't need to turn on Hannity to know what Hannity thinks about anything. And her, her, snaggle, anything. her snaggle tooth, and that doesn't bother you, and the mole between her uh, eyes. mole doesn't bother you? No, actually, <laughs> I, never, I, don't, I shouldn't say I watch her. I listen to you on Sirius Radio. Yeah, okay. So it's not even, it's not even a, like an, an attractiveness thing, although you're very attractive. That's not what it is that, that made me think you're the best thing on the show. I would just enjoy listening to you talk. But she and, also has a very... And, and sometimes you say, I'd say, oh, I hadn't thought of that. I don't know if I agree, but yeah, that's, that's interesting, you know. She has a cool voice as well. I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I've I, I appreciate that. We've been doing nothing but hurricane coverage for like four days, which I don't really know how to do well. I don't know what to do about that. You know, I, I don't, I'm not sure why they do that nonstop. Is it is it ratings? I mean, does it get higher ratings? I mean, it's it's boring. Not that the incident is not horrible, but of I mean, course. It, it. I don't think it warrants real time coverage because it's playing out like. Couldn't they do 15 minutes an hour? Like what? Like is yeah, something changing I, every minute? Yeah, exactly. I, it's not really. There's just more rain, and it's obviously devastating. And I guess people are interested in it, but I don't like know. Like I don't have an. There's not like I have an opinion on the hurricane. Like I right. think the hurricane's bad. You know, I'm against the hurricane. Like I, I sit there and I you watch for a few minutes, gotta... and then I say, okay, well, I'm, there's like well, I have to change this because there's nothing new going to happen. I, I do. Okay, I'm just gonna say I know you can't answer, but I said I am so want to know all about all the sexual harassment at Fox. That is just fascinating to me, and especially that one story with Bill O'Reilly, which where I read the court papers, where she followed him from job to job, then had a meeting with him, then went up to his hotel room and watched the election, and then went back down, and then he was paying her. He was. She, she came back from CNN, but they couldn't match her salary, so he was paying her out of his pocket, and all this was okay. And then at some point it didn't work out, and she sued him for millions of dollars. And in the end, it led to him losing his job. And I and I think it was just incredible, unfair. And and it's 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 opening the floodgates that people start losing their careers, not on even anything that's proven, but on uh, accusations and out of court settlements. And out of court settlements are not supposed to be admissions of guilt. It's it's a very bad. Uh, I- treadmill that we're getting on. I dated a woman Escalator. who used to work at a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And we broke up, and after that she dated one of her co-workers at the hospital. They dated for a year and a half. They broke up. She sued him in the hospital for sexual harassment, and she won. It's just incredible. They were a couple. They were and a boyfriend not, and girlfriend. And, and let's say it clearly. Clearly there is such a thing as sexual harassment. Of course. Clearly. Of course. Ryan Hamilton's guilty of it every weekend. Second show. No. I mean... What can I say? <laughs> but the but the idea that everybody who gets accused of something and settles out of court is now uh, I mean that's I think that's a really bad precedent, especially when Verizon can have race face. Do they put a gag order at everybody at Fox about that? Uh, what up? I'm they, not they talking. Know, if they know it's good for them, I'm not talking <laughs> about that this stuff at all. Obviously, no. do, do, yeah, I, of course you can't. Can't. That's I, what I'm, I'm literally if, just if saying it out loud it, yeah. and trying to read. The bubble over your head. Like, I'm just looking deep in your eyes. Fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> through your non-prescription lenses. <laughs> and I'm trying to see what... It's like, like, like playing poker. I'm, I'm looking for your tell. Like I say, Eric Bowling. And I'm looking at her. You should have Tom Shalhoub come on. See if well, we, had we had Tom, Tom Shalhoub. Oh, yeah? We had Tom. He was a good guest. Did he divulge anything about that or no? No. The, the clo- but somebody did... Uh, uh, um, Schultz. But, you know, the guy used to be on Red Eye. 
Bill Schultz. Bill Schultz. He, he spoke to me a little candidly about some of this stuff. But, uh, but I used I to love going on Shalou show. Red Eye. It was great. Yeah, fun. they shouldn't have canceled that. I no, it was a lot of fun. You used to go on Red Eye. Yeah, I, lo- I started with Greg on, on Red Eye, and that's how I ended up on the Greg Gutfeld show. Then I got on this other show. I and mean, that was the most fun show. He's, Red Eye was the most fun show. I think he's a huge talent. Yep. And uh, I did his podcast. And it, it was the best ever. He's so smart. He's so funny. I agree with him on almost everything, too. But Shalou or Gutfeld? Gutfeld. Yeah, he's great. Shalou's a little bit more um, uh, moralistic Down the line. in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, what else? Anything you, you have, do, do you have any opinions on anything that you feel is a kind of like, like an original take on something that you kind of feel you should be known like? Like you seeing things different than the than the conventional. I don't wisdom. know. I'll probably think of it right after this is over. All right. Well, I um, you had it like something you're a cause right now. I do recommend uh, the uh, the uh, the specialist, the chicken, the roasted chicken. Oh. No, <laughs> no, because we, we do we do offer our guests free food, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And drink. Oh, and Harris Faulkner is she? I don't know what the chicken has to do with Harris Falk. She is fantastic. Also, that's her name, right? Harris Falk. Yeah, she's amazing. She's great with like breaking news and she's she, she's she does outnumbered. Yep. She's really really good. Well, she's know, really I, good. And this is once again we no I'm mean, I'm trying to talk about chicken. No one wants to talk about. But it's Harris, kind of funny to hear Harris, from Harris. Falkner. I want to talk about Bumble and Tinder. Um, you know, about so what? Bumble and Tinder. Um, what about um, nothing. I've never been on either one. I've so never been on a dating site. You miss nothing. Ray, what? Nothing. Ray, how old are you? 29. Oh, Ray. Wow, well, am I, am I too old for, for What is Brian? the youngest girl <laughs> you would sleep with? That's a ridiculous question. Just be legal. Is that, okay, so in Puerto Rico, 15? No. Well, I'm, I'm asking you. A youngest, well, how do, 18. 18. Sure. See, I told you, it's everywhere. What's yeah, everywhere? Why, why is Noam it's acting legal. shocked? Like, she, like Wait, he wouldn't do it. What's everywhere? Uh, I, I, no, it's I, like, I, that's. No, 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 but I'm not well, going on Verizon Cable to fantasize about it. If I met someone who was cool, cool, who I actually enjoy talking to, they could be 18 or 40, they're legal, I, I would, would sleep be. with them. I, mean, I don't I'm, seek I'm out, of the out 18-year-old girl. <laughs> I'm out of the game, but I remember... Not to brag. I don't seek yeah. it out. I remember when I hit my late 30s, like 39, Yeah. and I was playing in a band and all that. Yeah. I began to feel like, uh, you know, I, I'm not comfortable with these young girls. I feel a little creepy. No, no, no. It I feels feel a little creepy. really weird, but you asked me, what's my cutoff? So if I met somebody Look. who's really cool and into me, and we got along... Sure, why not? But I don't... That's not like my sweet spot. Ooh, see, I love 18-year-old girls. Ryan hasn't said anything, and I know exactly what he's thinking. He's saying... <laughs> I was hoping the same for you. Ryan is saying I'd marry four 18-year-olds. <laughs> don't, don't lash out at Ryan to cover up for I love Ryan Hamilton. But that's, you asked me what's the youngest I would sleep with, not what do I pursue. No. Okay, can I tell you what... By the way, can I tell you? I think they all agree with you. Early you know, 30s you know, you know is great. You know, what's, you know what's unfair in life? What now? Now, you're actually answering the question honestly, yeah. which you should be commended for. Thank you. Where most people would ask, where they would they would give the question, they would give the answer that they know is what they're supposed to say, and we'd move on. So I don't want to make you feel bad. There's no law against it. You're right, and and you know, thank you for being honest. Sure, I don't feel bad if I. It's just not what I you're seek n- out. Never get an invitation to my home you know, again. <laughs> in, um, in 13 years, uh, no, I am no, going to be at your home. Noam is very very concerned, and Cat, you're. You're not a regular listener. But by the way, my, my um, headphones, it's I, turn I, it I turn them to go. It's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk. Noam is very, daughter. very concerned about his daughter's future Chastity. sexuality <laughs> and her chastity. I think. Um, She's five. I think. Jesus. I think overly so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Noam is quite concerned that his daughter <sighs> does not. Uh, 
too sexually active when the time comes, and I, and I think that he's overly concerned about it. Uh, but but that is a common theme that you might uh, that our regular I know, listeners. I've picked up on it already. Yeah, that's 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 the, the truth that's, is I'm not overly concerned well, about it. Well, you do bring it up a fair amount. And, and and actually, Dan accused me of this teen thing, teen porn thing, because I have a daughter. It's really not the case. It's really not the case. The hypocrisy would always bother me, and and it would always have bothered me. No, but the, but you are a little preoccupied with with making sure your daughter doesn't become. No, I just think it's interesting for the radio. Did show. it bother I'm you 20 years ago? Yes, it would have bothered me 20 really? years ago. Yeah, yeah. You made a very good point. I was surprised to see it on the seller account, but you made a good point. What <laughs> difference does it make where it is? It's well, just bizarre. When it's, that's where it's it's, if I was blasting the racist in Charlottesville on the, show, on the seller account, I'd be like, oh, no, that's no, so, no, that, that would so be, that'd be weird, weird too. No, that would be weird it was also. Weird. But when you sure. go four or five years of every tweet is, yeah. come to our brunch show, there'll be laughs aplenty. And then the next break out. And the next tweet is. The next tweet is. She's got to go. Ryan Hamilton special. Yeah, Ryan Hamilton special. Which is unbelievable, by the way. It is so fucking good, and I'm so happy for you. It's great. Well, I just great. I believe it's so fucking good. Whether or not Ray's really happy for Ryan is another issue. I'm very happy. I, hard, I find that hard Thank to believe. Why, why, why I think I'm not like you. I'm happy for people. No, you're not like me. You're not honest. His success. I tell you, to I'm do an with open book. Life. How I'm old am I? I'll tell you right now. Forty-seven. I'm old enough to date Cat Tim. When did I lose my virginity? Uh, creepy, right? Yeah, a little creepy. How was that creepy? I didn't. You, it, I didn't it's, say anything it's, bad it's about the It's cute because you don't know when it's creepy, but it is creepy. How was that creepy? You asked me, it ties into what you asked me earlier about when I date somebody who's 18. It's hard to explain. She's obviously it's older hard. than 18. Creepiness is really something that's hard uh, to explain, but you know when you see yeah, it. Yeah, I see it right now. I'm looking at it. <laughs> you. Could, could you think you can explain it to him? It's just like, you know, what does that even mean? I'm 28 years old. Uh, the oldest guy I ever dated was 50. Wow. But who was that? Was that a Fox But he was no? very, you very, right. you know, uh, no, I, I can't say who that is. It was a famous person? Yeah. Was he in a rock and roll uh, band? No. Disco? I'm not going to say. I'm House just, music? Holy shit. Thank you. He, was he married? No. I'm just asking. I would never date a married guy. That's just too stressful. I mean, like, why would you want to do that? Well, I'm sure you have a lot of offers online, but I'm sure that probably most of them aren't very charmingly worded. No, they're not. And they're all like, you know, their profile pictures of like George Washington or some shit. And I just... <laughs> would you have dated that 50-year-old guy if he wasn't uh, successful? If you just met him and he was like, you know, some guy... Good question. Well, that's actually a very good question because my last, you know, like I've dated a lot of guys who have not been at my level. And like, what does success even mean? Well, that doesn't bother me at all. Except for uh, occasionally I'll have guys who are insecure about it. Like about if, what? About Like I'll get recognized on the street yeah. or I'll make more money than they do. And then literally there'll be fights over that. So um, I don't want to like, that's really, it doesn't make a difference to me. Some guys get weird about that. I uh, care most, less about how much 100% money I can tell you most. It's like a, a problem. Really? I, I, would, I would have trouble with well, it. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, as a guy, speaking as a guy. Uh, I want to have something that I do. You know, I don't want the chick to to kick my ass in every way. I mean, if she makes more money than me, you know, at least I should be the funny one, for example, or the um, the more interesting one, the more well read, the more versed in Torah, something <laughs> yeah. that that distinguishes me from the young lady. Uh, if she makes more money than me, like I'm a man, a man's got to be the dominant one on some level. It doesn't have to be financial. But I'm like a dominant person, you know, but it's also like, but it, I didn't have this issue like when I was like, you know, 
I mean, like, I was, like, homeless six years ago. Like, I was, like, couch homeless, you know? But, like, I had, like, the best time of my life. Now, the guy who's 50, let's say he had been a school teacher, would you have dated him, you think? I mean, it just depends on how well I get along with somebody. Well, it's really about, uh, I, never, I never go younger. School, like, school I, teachers, uh, there's certain professions that are just young by nature. Um, a 50-year-old Mick Jagger is not the same thing as a 50-year-old superintendent of schools. No. So one has to be very careful uh, when uh, conflating. <laughs> conflating is a word that everybody uses now. I, I, I was just going to say that. I've heard conflate like, like six uh, times. I, know, I grew up. I grew I up. Butterface didn't even exist as a word. Right? I talk about that in my act. Conflating <laughs> was a word, but nobody used it. I hate that when words get... Uh, words just... Of First of all, something... Yeah. These are the things I know this whole time. People start answers with so. Yes, this that's on, a very common new... Say, and, and also, right? Right? That's a new thing that, that they didn't use to do when so I was a kid. So is very common as a starting word. Conflating. Let's unpack this is a new, is oh, a new yeah. one that I'm hearing all the time. I guess that's just the and, language. And, of course, the ever-popular really... Which is starting to get on my nerves. <laughs> Irregardless? No, nope, that's a, not never not, being. Yeah, it's not, not a, a word. word. Ray Ellen. I hear it all the time. No, you don't. I talk to morons. What do you want? <laughs> actually, I think it may actually be a word. I think I, just, I heard reason that actually it's it's a, they say people say it's not a word, but it might actually be a word. What was the word? That that become a word? Said? Sometimes they become. What a about word? that 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 moment when, which is something oh, you see on Facebook, Facebook all the time. Thing, yeah. That's a Facebook thing. Oh, yeah. That moment when. That feeling when it's TFW. Yeah. They just, start, they just start when they say, when you, blah, blah, blah. Just go, when you. Or that ass, though. That face, though. Those eyes, though. That that I see a lot. Well, listen, uh, but Kat, if you're ever in the mood for any kind of long-term, long-form uh, reading on Facebook, you might want to friend Ray Ellen. Because Ray likes Ray, <laughs> Ray likes you to write. You do that. You do that. Uh, we actually well, are. We have one. We are, Facebook friends. Yeah, are we one. Facebook friends? Ray yeah. Allen wrote a poem. Where did I meet you? I checked while we were sitting here. Probably at Fox. Hey, one trip yeah. to the evening sky one time. Ray Allen wrote a whole poem about it. Uh, and I posted. I took a night swim and I took a picture of the, of the sun uh, sunset. And I was moved at the you moment. You weren't moved. And I wrote something. <laughs> and I really thought uh, all my friends are going to let me have it. And sure enough, all the comics really let me have it. No, you. He literally blocked me from Facebook. <laughs> because he block. knew what was he blocked me from Facebook and I then and then and I take back the honesty thing because he's like oh I thought you blocked me no that's not how blocking no, goes I, I really you can't you can't you can't think that you blocked I think were if blocked you read you blocked. That, that post I think you'll think oh that sounds actually really nice it's I'm not a long drawn out Gorgeous. description of the sky in Aruba <laughs> at, at 8.30pm uh, at night uh, it was cue stunning. the music and the colors were completely calm with the exception of one bird that effortlessly oh, that's bad. glided above me <laughs> occasionally alighting in midair as if to share as if to share the were view were you high? I was just as I sat slowly on my back gently rippling through the warm oh God, water rippling. I watched the moon glow a few if feet to my left uh, where the sun set no. just and over my shoulder uh, to the right look uh, we don't all judge know, it till you read it. We cat. all know what's uh, going on. This is like not Walden Pond. I mean, just in case anybody wants to know how it ends. And then I sat on the delicate sand oh, and, bre no. and breathed oh, the clear no. Aruba oh, air. No. And I rested and no. I lived. It sounds awful. And I was perfect. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's, <laughs> that's still. Shame on That's all still of you. on the internet. It's on Do you me. mean to tell me that that is still on uh, the internet? I, 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 I'm still proud of it. 
and shame on all of you. You know how, how would a man who wrote that know uh, he should shut up about sleeping with 18-year-olds? I'm literally... Yeah. You need a certain amount of self-awareness. And, uh, how is that allowed You know, you watch homes? like a middle school talent show and you're embarrassed for them? Like, that's how I feel about hearing Listen, that. when you go home tonight and you look at the picture and you read it, you're going to say, you know what? No, I'm not. No one was wrong. It was very thoughtful. Look, now, can't you use the Twitter, the Comedy Seller Twitter account to get rid of this story? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I do want to ask you one other thing. And we'll have to edit, I know you have to go, but this is actually interesting. No, I'm good. The Hillary Clinton audio tapes. Yeah. What is your take? What's your take on that? I have interest. Like, what, what do you mean? Like the? Um... Well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. That's why. Like, what? What? What's your impressions of of what you heard and and what she's saying and? For like, her book, you, or do you mean the audio? Well, the book and the audio excerpts that we heard on the news of her book. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that this is like the exact same way she ran her whole campaign. Is like this guy is so mean to me. And, you know, going on and on and on. And that's just, like, not how you win an election. And I've talked about this on TV before. Like, you couldn't win a student council election that way. Like, kids would bully you, yeah. you know? Uh, she, needs to, she needs to, like, look at herself a little bit. Well, that, that now you, you actually hit on exactly why Ray's poem jogged my memory about the Hillary. <laughs> I would love to know, like, <laughs> you, how that it, it connection was made. It, it, it was literally that. It would all make sense. I would have kept it to myself. I went to Tulum for four days and posted nothing. Tulum sucks. You can't drink the no, water. Tulum does not let me, suck. Let me, let me yeah. tell you, it was really that. It's because in it, she says, um, first of all, you, you heard that tape where she's on the phone defending, having defended the uh, child rapist. Yes. She was, like, so fluid and relaxed. She sounded great, right? I mean, forget about what she's saying. Right. But in the, oh, she is so stiff. And then and she said, and I, I thought that I would win, but I just couldn't make it happen. And then she goes, and I'll have to live with that for the rest of my life. And I thought to myself, first of all, her delivery is it's like unbelievably stiff and it's robotic. It's bad. It was alarming. And the pros, and I'll have to live with that for the rest of my life. This is the most trite, cliche way of expressing. It's like when Ray's, Ray's his, his thing. That's and, not even a great picture. And no, I was no perfect. Filter. That's no filter. <laughs> hey, the, you need prescription glasses. No filter. No, that should I be know. the name of your piece. I wish I no did. Filter. I wouldn't be as much of a douchebag. Stunning. So, so do you agree with me that like, a, 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 there should have been some attempt to? Okay, That's I get beautiful. the message. I get what you're trying to say. You Thank have you, to. Right. You have to deal with this failure. But can't you put it in a way that's a little bit original to you? Shows a little bit of who you are. A little, a little. Yeah. Just it's it was all trite cliches, and I was stunned by that. Cat, stunned, but yeah, and that is why she lost. Ray it is why she his... lost. Nobody. I, I've seen I've seen <laughs> this picture not only from you twice, but before like nine thousand times. No, you did not, because I took it. I know, but like that, it's just like all the well, other pictures of sunsets. Nah, this is spectacular. Well, let's, I don't want to think. Nobody wants hosta. to see a picture unless there's somebody they know in it, okay? It, or a person hey, in it. Hey, a lot of people liked it and hearted it. Well, so how many is a lot for you? 200. Oh. Yeah. It's a lot. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, but, you, but you have like tens of thousands of Twitter followers that are very suspect. No, this, too. Was, on, this was on Facebook 200. Oh, you can't buy Facebook friends? <laughs> I used to host an internet talk show called Late Met, and we had a really big guest, far bigger than us. So no one gives me shit about that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Anyway, so anyway, anyway, Kat, you were an awesome guest, um, and I and I'm I'm really excited that you came on the show because I'm yeah. such a huge Fox fan. That's great. And I hope you maybe come on again or, or come down and, and drink with us. Yeah. And uh, I like drinking. I'm a drinker. Uh, well, do, you, do, you, do you live? You shouldn't say where you live. And, yeah, uh, I can't. <laughs> he lives in the New York metropolitan area. Yeah, that's I do. Let's leave uh, it at that. Ryan Hamilton, uh, despite Dan's resentment. Uh, there's I, no resentment. I, Dan's happy. He's resent-proof. Ryan's resent-proof. Plus, I know that what's good for Ryan is good for Dan Adam. 
Oh, when, Ryan, when Ryan makes it big, guess who's that's the opening right. act? That's, that's how Dan gets over the resentment. He has to find an angle. <laughs> <laughs> the special is so good. Oh. It's, a, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, Ryan is, Ryan is fantastic. Ryan, Ryan, what Ryan does has a higher degree of difficulty. And, I, and I'll actually put Dan in this, too, because Dan actually is not a dirty comic. But just pretend you weren't here, right? Dan, Dan can't send me complimenting anybody because he thinks it's a, it compares it to him. But anyway, just forget about that, Dan. What you do, I believe, has a higher degree of difficulty than virtually anybody else's. It's like else's. a triple sal cow. It is. And, and I, it, I mean, it, it, I shouldn't say it doesn't get credit because it gets a lot of credit. But I still, I don't think the public realizes, like, how much fun you're, like, if you, if you could put some dick jokes into your hot air balloon, like, you'd be at another universe, <laughs> right? Like, you'd be in Ali Lang, Ali Wong territory. But it's really, really amazing that Ryan can talk about, you know, almost anything without any sexual references, without anything dirty, yes. and it's, bring the house down. It's very impressive. That's amazing. It's very uh, impressive. Thank you. But it's not nearly the most impressive thing about Ryan that there is. <laughs> <laughs> what is and, it? Because we've seen that, but we've seen comics kill with clean material before. Not many. But we haven't seen Ryan's level of decency. Uh, come on. And goodness. <laughs> and by the way, you know, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan uh, we're talking about political correctness. So Ryan has a bit about a hot air balloon. Yeah. yeah. And with it, tell the story about the, the, the time that some, somebody... Oh, so it, uh, I do this bit. It's just about a hot air balloon and how it's not the best means of transportation. That's how edgy I get. <laughs> and it's, but it's like eight minutes long. I respect it, yeah. yeah. It's and a great bit. I, after the show, the club manager came up to me and said, hey, will you go talk to these people? And he's kind of laughing, and he goes, I can't wait to watch. And he goes out, <laughs> and there's this couple who were very cold. They were very standoffish. They did not care for me. And they said, we are hot air balloonists, and they were offended. So I say that I, you know, I don't remember what I said to them, but I remember that I thought I have finally become the edgy, boundary-pushing comedian oh that I've God. always wanted to be. That's the joke, and that's in the special, but it's... It's like, uh, yeah, that's the story. No, yeah, it's, it's like a, I told you, Dan, I told Dan earlier, the her, I, I posted a picture. I was eating fried chicken and drinking champagne on my rooftop on Sunday, and I posted a picture of just the chicken. And p people were like, I'm surprised at you. While people during the hurricane are on their roofs because they don't want to be that you would post this. This is sickening. This is the I, I used to like you, but then you were on your roof eating chicken. Exactly. Yeah, but you can put brace face teen porn, and that's all right. <laughs> That's the problem with the internet, because those people would never have gone to see Ryan or Kat perform live. They just sit there and do this shit on, online. It, it sucks. Right. Yeah. Well, but they, they were live. You, they talked to you live. They said this to your face. They said this to my face. But yeah, the point is you can't uh, escape. There's anything you say. Yeah. The, you're going to get criticized. I wasn't allowed to go on my roof. Yeah. I should have stayed inside. Yeah. I should have yeah. known better. It's a crazy world. Right. I had a joke that like some women deserve to be raped and just out of nowhere. Oh, and man, it just, man, just man. for no reason at all. <laughs> people thought it was offensive. All right. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.